0: <laughs> this seems like a good time to start a podcast episode. Yeah, I thought we just recorded. it. <laughs> we could introduce yourself. I yeah. suppose. Well. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Solutions Brewing Podcast. If you've stuck with us this far, then you're in, and you can't go anywhere else now.
1: Well, that's a hell of a cold open. Like, you know, you know, like I was actually watching this the like other a day. a 10-minute intro. Yeah, <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing. Like, when you watch an, a TV until you get to the title sequence or whatever, and it goes on for a while, we're watching... It was Marvel's Moon Knight, and, like, the, the intro sequence was, like, seven or eight minutes, and it's like, this, is this just the episode, or is this, we're just going to keep going? And then, boom. You know, eventually, this
0: podcast is just going to become, like, some of the the really famous ritzy movies where they just, they show the title at the end. Mm. So Like three, classic styles. You're three hours into it, and then it's like, you have just watched Dune. Yeah, I'm sure it's pretty clear by now that we have no real structure. <laughs> we, do, we do whatever the fuck we well, want. Well, at least
1: Brendan's smart, and, like, you know, especially when we're in person, he just hits, like, it, it's recording and whatever, and we're always doing, like, the preamble. And it's like, okay, we're going to talk about this, and then it's always a tangent. Yeah. And then, well, than the actual
2: episode. And I don't even mind these, because these in-person ones are way easier to edit. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so much more fun. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that brings me back enough. to the point that
0: I was going to make, which is oh, yeah. I'm Brendan People, I'm joined by Robert Kalachuk <laughs> and Steven Sock. We do Hi, have to introduce ourselves everyone. every episode, just in case somebody just joins us. That's <laughs> their, and I mean, our dozens, soon to be hundreds, soon to be thousands of listeners all need to know who we are. They're, they're not all going to start with episode one.
1: True. It's true. Uh,
0: and yeah, no, we got to repeat every time. You know, that's, it's
1: repetition. It gets ingrained in people's brains that we are Brendan, Rob, and Steve.
0: And we should also try to have a kind of a guiding beacon for the episode. Not necessarily everything we discussed during the episode will be that, but it should be something to target. So what are we talking about today?
1: I was going to say, as a guiding beacon, what is our topic? Uh,
0: well,
2: uh, we didn't get a chance to do it yesterday. So yesterday we were at a... No, it was Thursday. Ago. It's two days ago. Uh, we were at Prairie Dog.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We've done... We've only done one other episode at a brewery, which was at Atlas that uh, one time. And uh, anyway, we were at Prairie Dog to do some of what's called a vertical tasting. And this was really interesting for me because I had never done a vertical tasting before. Neither have I. It was awesome.
1: I really wish I'd gone.
2: <laughs> Steve had a ticket but missed out. We yeah. have the tasting um, notes for you. Here. We have the tasting But we brought him the, the tasting, tasting notes. Out. Yeah.
1: And a beer that Brendan forgot it at his house. We can give you both
2: versions. That's, that's <laughs> Brendan's version, and here's my version of oh, them. Okay, so I, I will look at these, and I
1: will ask you guys questions. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> so, uh, for... But
2: anyways, so for people who don't know, what a vertical tasting is, is uh, that's when you have multiple beers. You're going to taste multiple beers, but it's a... Sa- well, I shouldn't say multiple beers. It's actually the same beer, but brewed in different years, and has been aged. So in this case, it was the... Um, Prairie Dog's Midnight Combine, and it was brewed in 2019, 2020, and 2021, and we sampled all three yesterday, or on Tuesday. I don't know why I keep thinking yesterday. You've Um, lost a day somehow. Yeah, somehow, yeah.
0: So the Midnight Combine is a Belgian quad, um, a beer style that is kind of a little bit heavier, a little bit darker, and most importantly, high alcohol percentage, which might help explain why Rob has lost a day. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys a couple of questions on
1: this beer, uh, but I have a statement to make first. Brennan, your writing is still fucking atrocious. Holy crap!
0: I was meant to be a doctor, but it just never happened. Yeah,
1: you you really should have been because I look at like Rob's really nice, neat notes, and it's kind of similar to my writing Ooh. style. And then I take a look at yours, and I'm like, god damn it, you haven't changed since like like grade one. I think that's yeah, the first which... time anyone's ever said <laughs> I've had neat writing. Which one? Which one looks
0: more <laughs> like a prescription?
1: Uh, definitely the one on the right, uh, like this might be, it might say 4% or it might say like take two a day. I'm <laughs> not sure.
2: <laughs>
0: so, uh, two shots just... of midnight combine per day. <laughs> so the way the tasting was structured, um, they, they had the, the lead brewer was there and he, he gave a few comments and their product manager. It was Tyler, who was their head brewer. Yeah. And, and Greg. Uh, Gord. Gord. Sorry um product manager so they they kind of gave a spiel for each of the different beers and and what may have been happening that year why what different tasting notes they might have after we had kind of given our own or written our own down but they started with the most recent one so the 2021 was sampled first okay and we went backwards in time
1: all right so how was the 2021 the most recent one so it, uh, just to clarify, I think you said this to, to me earlier, not on the podcast. But these were barrel aged for
0: five months, then bottled. Correct? Correct. Yeah. So, or you can say they had,
2: yeah, yeah. They had different lengths. They were it's like four or five months. I can't remember what not all of them were five months. One of them was four. Okay. Yeah. I, it was th- it was
0: around it was less than half a year in the barrel.
2: Yeah. Okay. So let's start with
1: 2021. What did you guys think of 2021?
2: So I enjoyed the 2021. I thought it was really good. Uh it is a strong beer like we said. Uh the 2021 is a 9.2%, I think is written on the sheet yeah, there. Yeah, 9.2. And um I found it to taste quite sweet and also very strong because I mean the 9% does come through. Uh the uh it, it does it does feel like a heavy beer, which most people would associate with like kind of like a stout like it feels feels very full. Um definitely like when you're taking a sip it fills your mouth up that's for sure and the uh the aroma i thought had a nice like smelled very quite sweet okay yeah a little and, sweet there yeah
1: and that's what your you're definitely your notes say so yeah it was definitely more on the the malt side it was malt
2: forward it was very yeah you don't taste really any hops and uh i mean that kind of makes sense when you're making beer that kind of strong you're not you're not trying for hop flavor cuz that will the those kind of compounds kind of dissipate over time they kind of disappear so you're Mm -hmm. not going to get like if you make if you were to make it a really strong aromatic ipa from hops and uh and you saved it somewhere for like two years you're not really going to have that hop character anymore
1: yeah for our listeners uh the uh those like very juicy is one of the words for it like those hop characteristics are very volatile so they break down fairly uh you know, quickly. So if you're actually going to have an IPA that's, you know, on that kind of spectrum of like juicy and, you know, it's been dry hopped and all that kind of stuff, the fresher, the better. Uh, Brendan, what did you think of the 2021?
0: Yeah. So I agree with Rob. I mean, it was, the, there was a lot of sweetness to it basically to my uh, amateur palate and absence of hop character. Um, it was reasonably well balanced, although I found it was, tilting towards the the sweet side mm-hmm. uh and then yeah the high alcohol percentage particularly kind of in the 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 aftertaste there was was drying oh, okay uh, it kind of starts to dry out your mouth a little bit at the so end so like
1: of a, like moment almost moment like
2: a, right a dry red wine then. that's why i forgot about that uh, yeah you yeah. take a sip and it's like it's okay at first and then you take a couple of breaths and all of a sudden your mouth is like parched
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay all right
2: so nice so, beer um so yeah let's
1: go
0: to 2020 so, and start with you, Brent. So 2020 um, was an interesting one. It it, uh, it it definitely had a kind of a reduced strength in, or reduced sweetness on the aroma, reduced sweetness in the, the flavor. Uh, there was a little bit more... More funk. Yeah, yeah, kind of kind of funk a little bit. I, I almost got some oak out of it. There was not on the front but kind of on the back of the tasting. You started to get some some fruit notes out of it. Like I was getting cherries and black currants and stuff like that Yeah, out of that. And it, it, it didn't all, it didn't all work. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, would, would be my statement there. It was pleasant enough, but it was kind of a step backwards from the, the 2021, um, which I kind of, I, I thought was interesting and reminded me of the, the winter spice ale that, that I did. And I, if it hadn't been for the ethanol, flavor on the, the first bottling. <laughs> I feel like the flavor was better there than the intervening years. It kind of got worse. Um, but there was light at the end of the tunnel. And it did get better eventually. So That is true. The, the 2020, I think, has some good bones there, and it just needs time to settle. Like, if everything kind of evens out and some of those more volatile aspects disappear, then I think there's a very nice beer there. So I actually bought a bottle of this. Um, and I'm going to throw it in my cellar for a year
1: okay. and see how it
0: tastes next year. I did
2: the same thing.
1: So would you say that it was more like like funk, more like like a little bit of off flavor or more like a sour kind of flavor? What, what would you describe it as?
2: Uh, I described it as it had like a light, kind of like a little bit of a tartness to it. Which okay. is kind of bizarre because it's not something you would expect from a Belgian quad. You don't expect it to be tart. A, a standard like very sweet, very high alcohol yeah beers. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, let's let's go into your notes then, uh, then Rob. So
2: mostly in agreement, sort of thing. Yeah, mostly in agreement. Uh, like I said, with that you can't cheat because I have the papers. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think the the difference for me was I did notice when I was drinking it, it was like a, had a, a little bit of a tartness, which I normally like tartness. But it didn't fit well with the rest of the profile or whatever yeah, was it's going kind of on a with weird that beer. Sharpness
0: and the flavor tasting, or the—I don't know how else to explain. There's there's kind of a map that it should follow, and it was kind of off that.
2: Yeah, like if you were to think about it, like when you're drinking a beer that's like nine or ten percent, you're in like wine territory, mm-hmm. right? So you're almost thinking something similar to that. You want, you know, really expecting something tart. Pardon me, because with that kind of high percentage, it's hard to take down. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: your note actually says it has like a bit of char on it. Like it like were the barrels charred at all, do you know? Yeah, they or? were.
2: Yeah, barrels are always charred. So okay. I think it felt like that came through a bit and um Yeah, I don't know. It was just the uh Gord, when he was describing it, he he called it um barnyard funk. Yeah, barnyard funk, which was an interesting term. I'm not sure everything he meant by that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of hard to What do we think of barnyards. You think of like... like well, I think of... You think of like horse shit and hay. <laughs> yeah, well, <and> that, <laughs> and that's I, I, I think of it's manure. That's, that's what amazing. I think of. And, and that's
0: not what I got out of it. I, I feel like that's what he might have been referring to, but I don't feel like that's what you're referring to. More like old barn wood is kind of...
1: It, it has a quality. It has a... Because, again, it's been sitting around for so long that the moisture is completely out of it and you kind yeah. of get a, Yeah. it's it's not quite, I would say, like a staleness, but it's more like a, kind of like a presence or something like that. It's, it's like a, if
2: something smelled musty. Yeah. But but not musty. You, then, but you were to like taste that, but
0: it's like, yeah.
1: yeah I don't know. But I, I wouldn't go as strong as musty, but yeah, like, I think I get what you're, you're going at there. So. so, okay.
0: This is an interesting time to bring up what barrels were used here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these ones were aged in red wine barrels. With American oak. American oak red wine barrels. Yeah. Um, so why is
1: that significant?
0: So it's significant because they reuse the barrels for the subsequent batches. Yeah. So the initial, and it'll be more prevalent, and maybe I should have waited until we talked about the 2019, but that was the first beer in these barrels after the wine. Mm. And then the 2020 was the second beer in those barrels, and then the 2021 was the third beer in those barrels. So I think with the 2020, you're getting a little bit more of that barrel coming through. Um, You're getting a little bit of um, some of the fruit notes from whatever wine was in there. You're getting a little bit of the the oak coming through a little bit better. Okay, interesting. And then that wasn't really present in the 2021. It'd be interesting to see if it showed up as it bottle aged more and some of those kind of new beer flavors settled out in the bottle. Um, but I expect that even after it ages, if you had tasted all these beers after three years, a bottle mm-hmm. that you would still see a diminished quality of that, uh, of oh, that wood, any of the oak character or the yeah. male character coming through it. Right. Yeah,
1: and so that's interesting. Cause yeah, you're, you're Kurt, you're right. Like with how they did this, it was like, yeah, we're doing a, uh, a, uh, you know reusing the barrels because you definitely want to reuse the barrels but each each time you do that the barrels pick up more of what's been in it so again there's that uh the red wine and then it's the you know they char it as they leave it and then every year it's going to get more and more beer flavors and malts and all that kind of stuff
0: and this is why like Hmm.
2: it also retains the yeast Yeast yes brew into the wood so whatever Mm -hmm. was there is going to stay there and it's there forever
1: yeah, and then that leads to some very interesting flavors later, like with not just like lactobacillus, but also brett yeast uh, brett as well. Yeah. and which this is, is what they used. Bread is what they were using. In yeah, the barrel and so that, and then they'll get their own strain out of that, which will be very interesting. Mm. So with that topic, we're going on to 2019. Rob, what did you think
2: of the 2019? <laughs> well, 2019 was definitely the better of the three. Um, it was my favorite of the three um when you the aroma like when you go to smell it smelled very sweet like very sweet like it when you smell it i thought it was going to be like drinking sugar almost like it smelled quite strong Mm. but then when you end up tasting it it's actually not as sweet as it smells um so
1: the aroma is very strong but the taste itself is very
2: it was still sweet but it was not as the flavor
0: was not as strong as the aroma okay it was much more mellowed out. This was the one that you were remarking as the the waitress was walking around with the samples. As soon as she walked by our table, you could smell it before yeah. she had even kind of
2: Oh, interesting. Smelled, yeah, the I mean, aroma was like quite it's strong. Very yeah. strong. Yeah. Yeah. She's just walking around with the tray of all the samples. Like I could just smell it wafting over and it was like, I was like Oh, like, whoa, wow, that's strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. And then yeah, it smells like sugary goodness is on your notes here. <laughs> yeah, that's <right. laughs> yeah. And then in checking your, uh, you know, checking your work here, you definitely did rate this one the highest out of all of them. So yeah, um, Brendan, what did you, what did you think of this one?
0: Yeah, so definitely a strong aroma, but a much more balanced one than we we saw in the twenty twenty one. So the twenty twenty one had strong aroma. The twenty twenty had kind of a muted aroma. Twenty nineteen strong again not just sweet but also kind of more of a more of a fruity note to it like it almost
1: what was that fruit
0: I think I wrote strawberries down or yes strawberries. you did <laughs> write strawberries <laughs> down uh, but uh, it, it was something that uh, every time I tasted it, I was trying to really narrow in on what it is but kind of strawberries what I
1: what you I you had multiple red fruits on there. You had there cherry, strawberry, red. <laughs> and well, you and I can't tell what this, uh, this last word is, but it's like candy, but it's can, not candy. Can,
0: candied fruit, I think it is. Yeah. Candied maybe. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So it's like, it's a little. That is not a
1: D, by the way. This is not a D. <laughs> you, re- you really, you really should have uh, did a clear medicine. can do. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> it's a D. It's not a Y. I very well, clearly wrote the Y wrong. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a picture of this and post it to the Instagram so yeah. that our dozens of listeners and followers can comment on the word that we're trying to decide here. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, very, very, very sweet, but also kind of a little bit more, of uh, what am I trying, and it's more reminiscent of an actual thing as opposed to just raw sugar. Mm-hmm. like so when you when you taste it you got an actual kind of fruit forward and then it f- that that kind of flavor profile finished it, it ended cleanly and you got into the finish and it was also a lot less of that uh, dry yet like it coated your mouth a little bit it was a little bit smoother in terms oh, okay. of the mouth feel um, so
1: it, it so it had like, like a almost like a slick quality to it or like a coating quality to it then a, a little oh, bit okay. more
0: yeah it wasn't as not as much as
2: the 2020 the 2020 was like it definitely coated your mouth for sure. Fair enough. Okay.
0: Or uh, 2021, sorry, I should say. It was like, felt very thick yep. in your mouth. Okay. But this one finished a lot cleaner. Like it was, I don't know. I, I, they sell it at the same price for a smaller bottle. And I understand why. That's oh, why okay. Yeah. Well, and plus, you know, limited stock.
1: So they want to. Wow, supply and demand and market <laughs> forces and all that.
0: Whatever. So I took a gamble and I bought the 2020 bottle. In the hopes that next year it would turn into the 2019, I also that, took the same gamble. So we'll that see that we'll is very interesting. And we bought you a 2019, so it's your choice whether or not to drink it now, <sighs> or, or let it sit, wait, and try a four-year uh, aging. I think I'll try the four-year aging because I'll just I'll just throw it down my uh, my
1: you know my furnace room and just let it sit there for a bit. So
0: that's good because I don't have it here right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. <laughs> Steve yeah, I, wasn't
2: able to make the event, so we got him a bottle, <laughs> and then yeah. we forgot to bring it for him. <laughs> it,
1: it was funny, too, because, like, the night before I checked, if there were still tickets, and it's like, oh, there's still tickets. And I'm like, okay, pay, pay the money. Well, we're going to go tomorrow. And then uh, I was uh, I, I made the good husband and father decision, and I went, and uh, my, my wife needed a break. Uh, my son was being a very intense that day. so
0: uh, Right call to make. It, it, it is the
1: right call, Absolutely. but it basically at the like, it's like the, the tastings at like six little
0: disappointed. Kelsey didn't come out to the tasting.
1: I did offer it to her. <laughs> I, I think I,
0: I don't think this beer is her style, but she,
1: she would have enjoyed it. I, I'm pretty sure. But it's interesting. Cause, uh, it it was like four thirty or five o'clock when basically you know uh, I had to take over his primary. So then Kelsey's like, I, you know, it's like I'm, you know, it's like if you want to go, you can go. And I was like, no, no, I I'll I'll take over sort of thing. But then as a result, I'm like messaging the guys. I'm like, uh, can you use a ticket? And then sure enough, Rob right away is like, oh yeah, my buddy for work wants to come. So, uh, speaking no, it worked it, all right. Yeah, actually speaking of uh, which, uh, what did your buddy think there, Rob?
2: Oh, he enjoyed it. Yeah, he um. He used to make beer himself as well, but that was like a long time ago. He used to do kits. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, same as us, it was the first time he's done like a vertical tasting like that or anything before. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, he really enjoyed it. He said he also liked talking to the opportunity of talking to like the brewers and and um, Gord, the product manager, to just like ask questions and talk about stuff like he's done. And so
0: it was, was neat. It was very interesting. I thought because uh, he had tyler the brewer there Mm -hmm. who introduced the beer and this is what we did for it and all that sort of stuff and then the the product manager who's on his way to becoming a cicerone said he wasn't quite a cicerone yet oh he's on the Uh, on the scale he was studying for cicerone Mm -hmm. um he was
2: he's a bjcp judge bjcp yeah rank pending is what he's uh rank was pending though Yeah.
1: yeah yeah depending on his palate yeah yeah, because it, yeah, they, it's a, for those who don't know, like, so well, there's he did, a...
2: Basically, he's done the exam.
1: Yeah, so like, you know, so for wine, there's a, you know, people, it's much more common. It's a sommelier. So they, you know, taste wines and then you'll give recommendations, all that kind of stuff. So the beer equivalent is a Cicerone. Um, and yeah, and then there's levels, grades, a hierarchy. There's a whole thing about it, but... Sure.
0: <laughs> so it was interesting to see him because he was picking out different flavors in the beer and like, this is... This is... This, this exact fruit and this the barnyard funk we've already mentioned mm-hmm. um, in the paperwork we gave Steve there's a beer flavor wheel yeah so he was picking stuff off that which was kind of interesting it just has a thousand different things on it um, <laughs> and then the other Brewers kind of like well it's a good thing he's here because that's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I kind of like Rob and I were talking about this that Not everybody needs to be a cicerone (laughs) to enjoy beer, and sometimes it's enough just to know like, I like this beer, I like that beer. But it's great to know somebody that has gone to that depth of passion and can like help pull out things that you may not taste or help clarify what you're tasting or what you like. Yeah, it's just like a, it's just
2: like another level, or whatever, right? You know, like, well, it's kind of like a skill. Like, does it taste good or not good? And like, if you know, if it matters to you, if you like if it's enjoyable for you to like try to pull out all the different sensations what that you're getting, flavor yeah. you're getting. Yeah. Then, then absolutely. And then, um, but I mean for some people it's just like, you know what, I just like to, like to drink it, not taste it basically. Yeah. Right. Is the kind of the, it's the like, difference between drinking and tasting.
1: Yeah. Like, cause I like, you know, you know, because I've been a home brewer and all that kind of stuff, I paid, <laughs> I've tasted a lot of bad beers and I've tasted a lot of good <laughs> beers. So like, I would say my palate become a
0: homebrewer because you like drinking really good beers. You like you become a homebrewer because you like drinking cheap beers. Yes.
1: <laughs> so so as a result, like I would say, like my palate's a little bit more developed than most people's. But like like I've thought about doing this cicerone thing again, like before. I mean, like oh yeah, I pick all these flavors. But then I've I've thought about that. And I'm like I don't think I would. I would you know a I don't a I don't think I have the palate because I drink a wide variety and diverse range of beers. But the second thing is like, I don't care that much as, as long as it, again, as long as it tastes good to me, as long as I'm, I, I don't pick it up, drink it and go, I don't care. Like good beer is good beer. I don't need to know why it's a great beer.
0: That's so fine. I, I think we're all on the same page here, but what this means is that as we get bigger and bigger and better and better, we're going to need to hire somebody that wants to go to that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely yeah
2: i actually um i was thinking about the same as you steve i was thinking about studying for it and i did buy a couple of the books for it it was like ah what's the harm in it oh you went a lot farther than i did yeah and i read a half of one <laughs> and it's fine i mean you can tell the guy the guy that wrote it, you can tell he's super passionate about it and he really enjoys it mm-hmm. but uh, yeah i just i don't know i guess i'm just at the level where it's just it's interesting but i'm not so interested that i care about diving into it so much to get certified for it
1: yeah that's that's another step like you know the the lesser step is to be like the bcjb bjcb beer judging <laughs> what, what, what is it it's it's the
2: beer certified judging program yeah there BCJB. we go yeah
1: bcjb
2: um I thought it was BJC. beer judge beer judge certification program sorry okay yeah there we go BCJ <laughs> yeah um PJCB. like uh, like i thought PB about
1: and j. <laughs> pb and j mm. so i've like i've thought about doing even that which is a less it's a still a stringent certification but it's less stringent than being a cicerone but even then it's like i don't know if like i want to
2: it depends on what level you want to get to too and
1: that's it like because there's grades essentially of, yeah. of the whole thing um, like I remember when, um, cabin brewing opened, one of their big things was they, they had a, a fairly big time brewer who was joining in from, I think it was Wild Rose was Jonas Yeah. Yeah. He was coming in. Uh, but the home brewer side of it that was, you know, had come together and done the whole thing. Uh, he was uh, certified both as a judge and as a Cicerone and th- th- their beers, like, uh, they kind of went in a very, um, dry hop. Uh, juicy kind of uh, stuff, like their super saturation and a lot of their... Super duper saturation.
0: Yeah. Their double, triple super saturation or whatever, how many saturations Uh, they got. Yeah, like
1: they they definitely, like they have some very good, like more simple beers, but they definitely went the more juicy route. And it's it must be very interesting for him to taste it because, again, the hop character and flavors that come through Mm. and all that, uh, the dry hopping must be just incredible. To me, I'm like, it tastes good. Down it, give me another pint.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like their beers too. Yeah.
1: Uh, but I think actually, like with that beer judge and all that, I think that's a good, uh, good cut for an episode. Yeah, I yeah, I
0: think we've covered it all.
1: Pretty much. So, Rob, if we uh, someone was going to contact us to you know tell us their opinions about uh, maybe the vertical tasting or something else, how would they do so?
2: Yeah. So, um, good way is uh, best way or easiest way, I suppose, is email. No problems at solutionsbrewing.com. We're also available. Uh, There's a contact us page on our website at solutionsbrewing.com, or you can message us on social media at solutionsbrewingco, and that's for both Facebook and Instagram. Cool. And, oh, actually, I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it now. There is (laughs) one activity that happened on the Twitter this time. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. See, I was going to bring Elon up... Elon
0: for... Musk himself sent us a Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah, that's, that's, yeah, no. that's what I was going to bring up.
1: Elon Musk has bought Twitter. He messaged us. He wants us to brew a Tesla. Come on, let's go.
0: <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly... It was... Was, it, was it your account is overdue? <laughs> <laughs> your free account is overdue? <laughs> yeah. um,
2: no, it was... Uh, I guess, yeah. Well, I don't know why we didn't announce it, but um, our missing piece, we changed the format. So we still have the 355-milliliter cans until they're all gone. And then we have switched over to the 473-milliliter tall cans. Mm-hmm. And um, that's now out into the wild. Liquor stores can order it. Oak and Vine ordered it. They Spirits post- West has brought it in in Bread Creek. Yeah. yeah. So, but Oaken Vine is the one that mentioned it on Twitter.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: Ooh, so it's kind of like a groundhog since it was mentioned. That means like six more weeks of Twitter
0: mentions. Oh, god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's our Twitter handle if anybody so, wants to? Oh, my god, I don't at, know. At, brewing, at solutions brewing, I one yeah. It's such a terrible name, I don't Stupid. know why. Didn't why didn't we get solutions? I, I don't know. I think either, I think it was
2: too long,
1: it had to be shortened. You know. Actually, yeah, that would make sense because, like, it was fairly long ago because you got it, like, in 2018 and 2019. So yeah. at the time, like, the at portion of it couldn't have been too long. Yeah, Twitter is a cesspool. <laughs> we don't like it. But because yeah, it came up excessive. again. Well, we we are, are, but we are on we're there. Gonna,
2: we <laughs> we could
0: mention. I'm going to mention it we for the not, next nope. six episodes, oh, boys. All right. So we're you woke to, yeah. the beast. Much more important than Steve's Twitter <laughs> obsession. Um, I, I don't again. even have not, a time. Not, not quite. No, we can't cue the music yet. Don't cue the music yet. Um, we also, there's another one extra special way that people can give us their opinion or talk to us or taste our beers or do whatever they want to do. Um, we will be at the Calgary Beer Fest on in May person. 7. That's right. And actually, this, this episode should be released should come out right just before, before it. Yep. Yeah. So if you hear this and you haven't got your tickets yet, buy your tickets immediately and come see us at Calgary Beer Fest. At we will the, uh, have BMO a Center.
1: special beer on tap outside of our three normal ones. Rob, Probably would you like to describe that one for us? No, we'll keep a surprise. It you got
2: to be at Beer Fest to find yeah, out. Yeah,
1: right? I like it. Because it will be the Black Box IPA.
0: So you come just check just us out. Surprise. We're, yeah. Well, it's not, <laughs> But they, they need to come
1: to, to have the flavor, though. Oh, my God. They need to come and have the flavor. You don't know what is actually in the IPA. You going to need to have to come out of the IPA.
0: So, uh, oh my god! Do you remember boys. our booth number? We're in booth three something. <laughs> uh, three oh four.
1: Yeah, I think somewhere we're
0: somewhere all... around there. You, you enter the hall and you turn left and we'll be over there. We're yeah, we're left. we're on
1: the north side of the hall this time instead of the south side of the hall. So south because last time we were like eight something and we were on the
2: well. If you come in the end. main doors and you turn and left, and to go straight. That's where you buy your tickets. Mm-hmm. Your sample tokens. And if you go straight left from there,
0: we're uh, we're the second aisle. Yeah, yeah. So we hope to see everybody there. Yeah, this is always a fun time. So,
1: are we actually going to record a beer fest this time? We'll see. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Last year, last time it was just a gong show. It was pretty great. I think it'll be crazy this year too. So if it's if it's busy, busy, then we'll set up a mic to record ambient sound.
1: people basically no, we'll just
0: release that as an
1: <laughs> yeah people just asking who the hell are you guys we're solutions brewing
2: <laughs> except there are no masks this time so you'll actually That's be able right. to hear people and talk to people with normal volume and people volume. will
0: be able True. to sample right at the booth and give us yep. their opinion and tell us what they think of the beer which is going to be great
1: yeah we don't have to shoo away the crowds this time which will That's be very
0: interesting right. it'll be awesome it'll be awesome mm-hmm. looking forward to it hope to see everybody there yeah
2: yeah, yeah. awesome see you guys there take care yeah hear the music bro.